Welcome to the Express Soul Health and Wellness Podcast. In each episode, you'll learn from experts about the best practices and technologies to live a happier, healthier, and hopefully a longer life. Here is your host, Claudia Erdinola. Hello, welcome to Express All Health and Wellness Podcast. My name is Claudia Urdinola, and today we're going to talk to Dr. Faride Ramos. Dr. Ramos is a doctor in functional medicine who completed the internal medicine residency program at McNeil Hospital in Illinois. She had extensive training and experience in different aspects of functional medicine and got board certification as anti-aging medicine specialist functional medicine fellowship from the American Academy for Anti-Aging. Additionally, Dr. Ramos has also lent her medical expertise as a consultant on the popular TV show for the Hispanic community, Caso Cerrado. We're going to discuss with Dr. Ramos nutrition, prevention of the diabetes, weight management, hormones. We're going to talk about the differences between functional medicine and traditional medicine. We're going to talk about anti-aging. We're going to talk about a lot of interesting facts about health and wellness. So if this is something that interested you, please stay tuned and thanks for your support. Here is our interview with Dr. Faride Ramos. How are you, Dr. Faride Ramos? Good, good. Thank you, Claudia. Thanks for inviting me. Welcome to our podcast. Tell us a little bit about yourself, how you came up to be a doctor and came to the States and all of that good stuff. Yes. Well, I came in 2005. My dream as a child was always uh, help people in the healthcare. Uh, so when I came, I took all the transition that is, you know, being an international graduate. Um, fortunately, it was an internationally accredited uh, university, so it was easier uh, in that regards. But I had to take the steps and everything else. Then I went to Chicago. I did my internal medicine residency, which is just conventional medicine. And I started practicing uh, since 2013, internal medicine. Since that time, I went into outpatient, inpatient, so I had experience in different settings. Uh, and all the pathologies, all the medical conditions uh, in adulthood, right? Um, then, you know, time went by. A lot of patients complaining about the same. They were not getting better. They were having the same symptoms, the fatigue, uh, you know, going to other doctors, so many doctors, and nobody really finding what was the cause of the problem. Uh, that's when it really get me to, mm, there has to be another answer. There has to be another approach. Another way. Another yes. way. So then I also started getting a lot of different questions for bioidentical hormones from my patients. And I was very into, no, that's not safe. You know, it's hormones. Then it's going to lead to cancer and all these different, you know, mm -hmm. misconceptions that are in the community. Um, but at the same time, since there were so many people asking me, I was like, you know what? Let me just look Stop more. looking into Let it. me just do a little research about it. So I started with that, especially in the American Anti-Aging, um, the A4M Academy. And then I found that that's real science. It's medicine. It's functional medicine. And I was amazed. I studied again, pretty much. Cellular, biology, physiology, everything from the bottom. And most importantly is why a person was developing whatever condition. So this is very interesting because you saw in your practice 
in internal medicine, the real need from the people coming over and over, visiting different doctors, not finding the answers, trying to get solutions for symptoms they were having, but you start understanding that maybe the best way was going to treat the cause. Exactly. Going to the prevention side. Going to That's the prevention, nice. going to the root of the problem. And we are, in conventional medicine, we are trained into preventative medicine, but it's very superficial. And we are more disease-oriented. Okay, you develop a condition, then we have to give you medication for that. We really don't get into nutrition. We really don't get into prevention mm -hmm. in a depth, you know, how it should be. So that's right. where I'm like, okay, let's treat more patients in that fashion because that's real medicine. It's preventing conditions and at the same time trying to stop or regress because there are ways that we can reverse conditions. So that's what really amazed me about functional medicine, getting all these dots connected and looking at the person in a whole. It's not just, you know, whatever you are developing in, you know, your pancreas or your vessels. It's your mind, it's your spirit, it's, you know, environmentally, it's everything. So we were, we, this, that's what it is. That's what functional medicine is about, is to look at, at the person in all these different... Integrated way. Exactly, integrative way. Your mind, your soul, your spirit, your social, your genetics, all these factors that they all play a huge role in developing conditions. And at the same time, in healthy longevity. And that's what it is. We're looking into healthy longevity because the community, it's living longer but it's living longer, more sick. And that's what we're trying to prevent. That is exactly right. And this is what is uh, Express All Health and Wellness Podcast all about. Our mission here is to bring experts such as yourself to tell us different ways that we can take care of our own health. Mm -hmm. When we get responsible and understanding that in our hands we have so many good things that we can be doing mm -hmm. to take care exactly as a whole of this body, mind and soul, yes. then maybe we don't have to go to the traditional medicine as much because our bodies, minds and souls are going to be working better. We're going to be feeling better. We're going to be loving longer, living happier, exactly. and feeling much better about ourselves and the people that we, um, you know, are interacting with. So that leads me to the next question, which is something that I always very curious about. Mm -hmm. We are spending here in the U.S. alone a year, mm -hmm. every year, about $4 trillion mm -hmm. in healthcare. Our healthcare system is extremely expensive. Yes. And yet... Our population is getting sicker and sicker. Mm -hmm. I don't understand why. We are thinking that this spend is going to go about $7 trillion yes. by the year 2028. And uh, the, is, I mean, it's very evident to see the decline on, on this state of the health of the population in the mm -hmm. United States. So all of that is spending, and we're seeing that the U.S. is ranking like a 35th place in the world in the state of, of the health of the population. What are we doing wrong? What we can be doing better? Where is our system not paying enough attention to? Prevention. It's prevention. We are not preventing and we are not getting to the root of the problem. We are just masking any medical condition that a person is developing in our community. And one of the you know very common denominators it's about your diet. So a lot of people developing diabetes at an early stage, fatty liver, high blood pressure at very early stages or, or age, 
groups that it wasn't very common before. So it's preventing really and getting into lifestyle. They don't address lifestyle. They're just thinking, okay, you have a medical condition, then you need medications and that's it. They don't get with a nutritionist. They don't get with a health coach. They don't get, we know, with people that really it's important, all of them, to treat a person and to really get out of that stage of inflammation because they are inflamed. That's, that's really the bottom line. There is inflammation until proven otherwise. So that's a common denominator for all these medical conditions. And in conventional medicine, it's important because I love conventional medicine at the same Absolutely. time. Absolutely. We need it complementing when it's, when it's, when it's needed. I it's always needed. tell my patients, it's needed. We cannot neglect that you need a medication. But at the same time, we cannot neglect the fact that if you don't take care of your lifestyle, if you don't take care of what you are doing, sleeping, stress level, your bowel movements, all of those factors, then this is not going to get better. Medication is just going to help you in a little percent, right? And that is very like proven in many different clinical trials. For instance, diabetes, it has been proven that the only way, and actually in conventional medicine, the American Diabetes Society has been, and that's a very good um, achievement that they have determined how important it is lifestyle for patients that actually is not just a strict control of their glucose. That doesn't reverse or stop complications. That it's is actually lifestyle. It's You're kidding lifestyle. Me. Yes. Okay. Lifestyle. So this is incredible because yes. we have been told that diabetes versus glucose you control your glucose you're fine no now it's a style of life yes. how is that come? Yes. i mean and that is amazing and it's it's very rewarding for all of us especially functional doctors because it's now we're getting into the same point you yes. know conventional and functional medicine we're saying the same thing you need to treat your nutrients in a in a good way you need to pay attention to what you're putting in your mouth all the time and that's what really will reverse and prevent complications. It's not like the A1C has to be less than 6.5%. No, it's been proven that there are a lot of people in 65 and is still having problems with, you know, blindness or kidney problems, Correct. getting with amputations. And they have a perfect A1C. We are not treating labs. We are treating a person. That's what I always tell my patients. It's not about the labs. If you come to my office, it's how are you feeling? What's going on? Clinically is more important. Labs can be an error. Labs can be a mistake. And that's when I always, you know, it, and we play also that role as an investigator, you know, that yes, we need to put together to everything. Mm -hmm. Yes. All the pieces together All the to pieces give you together. the full picture. Correct. Correct. That is amazing. And, and that is something that I believe that during COVID, doctor, mm -hmm. with all of the worry and all of the, you know, obviously the bad things that happened during COVID, people lost, uh, you know, loved ones and mm -hmm. get very sick, some of them. I think a large part of the the awakening for the rest of the population is, is, wait a minute, if I can do something for myself or my family, what can I do to improve my, my immune system? Can I do something to get uh, more active? Mm -hmm. Can I do go on the sunlight uh, and receive some sun? Mm -hmm. How can I do simple things to get better? And I think that was a moment where, you know, around the world, and especially here in the States, we stopped. Mm -hmm. And we were not going to the office. We were not driving mm -hmm. cars. We were basically stopped. And yeah. then looking more into, wait a second, what, all of this information is worrying us so much. Mm -hmm. In yet are people are getting very sick, how I can prevent for me to happen or my family for, for getting the disease or even if we have it, 
we got the virus, we can navigate the situation at ease, you know, right. because we are strong. We got, you know, our immune system is working fine. So I think in a, in a large, it was awakening, don't you think? It is. It is. And it was. And it, it still is because there is uh, some, you know, fear about, you know, coronavirus or monkeypox or any other viruses. And we are alive. As long as we're alive, I always tell everybody we're always going to have, you know, this... Yes all these germs around and it's part of the immune system. It's, it's part of living. It's part of, you know, yes. how you are doing with your everything, pretty much your lifestyle, as you were saying. So I always tell my patients, it's not about whatever germ is out there. It's what you're doing on a daily basis to improve your immune system. What are you doing with your sleep? What are you doing with your eating habits? What are you doing with alcohol intake? What are you doing with your GI? What are you doing with a stress level, which actually, as a matter of fact, the stress that all the community had at that moment all the mental diseases went up, anxiety, depression, Absolutely. a lot of people. And that definitely it's linked with cortisol abnormalities. So when cortisol is super high, what happens? Immune system goes down. So it, it's, you know, it makes sense. So I mean, that's why people that they were more stressed about it, they had, you know, worse complications. And, you know, their prognosis was different than someone that was taking better care, like, you know, running, going outside, trying to have, you know, their, they up their immune system in a way or the other. But others that they were just, you know, isolated and doing nothing. And they were just looking at the news the whole time. What were they doing? Just feeding their fears and cortisol up and up and up, not sleeping well. So it's so important, mental health. And that's one of the Absolutely. things that we need to be paying attention the whole time because it starts at a very early stage. The kids, they don't sleep well. They are all stressed because that also, you know, it made a huge impact in our kids. Oh, absolutely. You have two daughters. I have two daughters. And and then you tell me how difficult it was for a kid not being able to interact, interact with their friends. Exactly. Not be able to hug. Don't hug. Yes. Oh, Lord. Yes. Those things play a huge, a huge. factor in yes. the in a kid's psyche. Exactly. And, and, um, and then trying to, you know make the situation as normal as possible for their, for their own benefit. You know, my sister in Colombia decided that uh, she had a six-year-old like yourself mm -hmm. and, and little Guadalupe, all of the sudden, she couldn't go to school like many other millions of kids around the yes. world. And then she decided, okay, here is what we're going to do. She got together with closest friends that they were mm -hmm. neighbors to. Mm -hmm. And the parents were also doctors. Yes. And, and they established some protocols for the girls to be able to be together in a Interact. very controlled way. Correct. They had um, activities when they were playing out, but mm -hmm. they were, you know, in a very controlled way, very, the sanitation was big, exactly. but they were able to go on and on. They were able to interact. And, interact and being kids, being kids. Correct. So yes. that's something that I, I found that people start getting creative in ways that they could, you know, go along and still preserving that style of life. But many others didn't. Many others didn't. And yeah, this exactly. is why our podcast is important, bringing this information to, mm -hmm. to the public, the Somebody's driving a car, somebody is just listening and in in, during work hours or whatever, they can find this information very valuable mm -hmm. and giving them these tools that they may be implementing in their, you know, in their own lives. So when somebody comes to you, mm -hmm. somebody comes to see Dr. Farideh Ramos, yes. how, how the consultation started? What do you start looking first? Yes. Number one, it's, you know, obviously looking at their eyes. We need to have a good contact. I'm not a doctor at that moment. I'm your friend. That's what I always tell them. We are, you know, together okay. in a journey. 
which is your health, your longevity, and whatever it is to fix it or to prevent, then we're together, right? So I welcome my patients to just, you know, relax because every time a person goes to a patient for the first time, they are in that expectation like, okay, what, what is, you know, or she going to tell me? What is wrong with what me? What is wrong with me? <laughs> you know, what should I do? And this and that, you know, even blood pressure goes high. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, relax. You know, it's going to be an hour. We're going to, you know, and that's what it is. It's an hour, 45 minutes. I really don't look at the time. I, I don't like the time. And that's one of the things that I like in, in terms of functional medicine, that we don't put anything in, t- in terms of time. It's the quality of the service that we are giving to our patients. So I sit down and I, you know, we start uh, going into what exactly can I help you with? Mm-hmm. So depending on what it is, most of the time it's hormones. Most of the time it's prevention, anti-aging or healthy aging, I would say, because it's better terminology. So depending on that, I go and offer all the different services uh, that in functional medicine we have the tools to diagnose and prevent. So I always start and I always tell my patients, ideally once a year, nutrition. You need to have a test to check how your nutrients are because it's not just the same to say, okay, take a multivitamin or just go and have a healthy balanced diet. Let's check how your nutrients are inside the cell, which is even better because that's going to give me an idea exactly what's going on with the mitochondria, for instance. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have good nutrients that is driving your hormones, that is driving your immune system, that is driving, you know, everything pretty much, then you're going to have issues with everything. Absolutely. So I always say, you know, let's try to see what's going on with your nutrients. So it's a blood test. I, you know, I start explaining what other tests are needed depending on what the complaints are. And then we put everything together. We put a plan together, but that's a must. All my patients, they need to have a nutrient test. That's how we start the consultation because it's nutrition. It's nutrition number one. It's nutrition number two. When they get out of my, my office the first time, they always have a nutrition plan. That is great. So technology, you're yes. using some devices mm-hmm. also to diagnose like the overall you know, state of health of the person is visiting you. What is that technology that you have at your as you practice that, that well, do, do yeah that. so i do have the body composition analysis which is a device that i always uh, tell my patients as well it's not just about your weight it's about what is inside you it's not the weight and the height which is normally known as the body mass index how much of fat how much of muscle how much of bone mass you have mm-hmm. how much of fluid you know it's all that and importantly also and that is uh, something that we can get with the body composition analysis is the visceral fat. So internally, your organs, how much of fat is there? You know, that is actually a predictor for any heart problems in the future. Heart attacks, stroke, because it's all, you know, that fat. There has to be some fat because that's the way that we're going to protect our organs. But when it's in excess, that's a problem. So we can tell that with, with the machine and it's just standing in the machine and it's about maybe one or two minutes and that's it. Then I have the report and I go over everything with my patients because that's what I do for my weight optimization program. So patients that they come, they want to optimize their weight. And I said, it's not only what you see outside. There are lean people, lean outside, but internally they are fat. That was my, uh, my next question. Mm-hmm. So visceral fat. Yes. You find that a lot of people that may look okay. Yes. Like they, they're, they're lean, they look okay, they have a lot of they, visceral fat. They, they, yeah. And you're finding more in men or women? Uh, it depends age groups. When women start getting more in the menopause, mm. that gets higher because of the estrogen. You know, normally that is more protective. Yeah. So after menopause, it tends to be higher. Even if, as you said, you know, they look pretty good outside, but internally they start accumulating more visceral fat. So as part of the healthy aging program, when they come for preventative medicine, Mm -hmm. I tell them, let's go uh, take a good body composition analysis and see where you are 
And depending on that, then also we're going to make adjustments. We're going to make changes and we're going to start healing, which is another key in functional medicine. It's not curing, it's healing. We need to heal. We don't need to cure. That's the difference. That is great. So now you mentioned about the blood test. Mm-hmm. And I always think that that is super important. I do it myself mm-hmm. every four months. Yes. I, I check my, my entire panel of vitamins and minerals and hormones is part of the protocol that I do for my hormone replacement therapy. Mm-hmm. We can talk about it a little later. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people out there, doctor, they go in annual checkups or, you know, mm-hmm. routine checkups. Some people, when they are changing jobs, they, they have to go and do like, like a regular checkup as yes. part of the protocol to join another company. And they go and they visit the doctor, it's seven minutes visitation, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're okay, you're fine, goodbye. Yes. What would be your advice for somebody that is visiting a doctor in a, in, you know, in a routine visit mm-hmm. to ask the doctor? What would be like a, a good parameter of good blood tests that mm-hmm. that patient will ask the doctor, doctor, I would like for you to prescribe me this, I would like to know. Yeah. How my vitamins are, my mineral side. So what would be like your top five, let's say, blood tests that you say anybody should do this at least once a year to know how they are? Yes. Well, if it's in conventional medicine, it's a little tough because, you know, conventional medicine, when I wasn't training functional, for me to order those tests, it's like, I don't know what to do with these results. So what do we do? We don't order it. Oh, Lord. Because we can't, we don't know how to read it. We don't know how to interpret so that's what it is, number one. That's a huge limitation. So most of the time, even if, you know, I have patients that they have their own primary doctor, uh, they ask me that, like, oh, can you put just a blood work uh, and order together? And I give it to them. Mm-hmm. So by what happens, and that's like 90% of the time, the doctor says, I cannot order this because, you know, I don't know how to read it. And it's under me. So under that primary doctor, conventional doctor, and they don't know what to do with it. So what I always say is, if you can invest in health rather than this, than spend in disease, do it. So that's functional medicine. We try to get into all these different functional testing, which again, number five will be the nutrient test, uh, hormones, a full hormonal panel. Hormones is not only just estrogen, testosterone, mm-hmm. and progesterone. Mm-hmm. Is the pregnenolone, which is a precursor of all the sex hormones. Is the DHEA, is your cortisol, is the melatonin, is a complete thyroid, which is important. Mm-hmm. So all these complete hormonal panel is part of healthy aging. If you can do also an antioxidants, heavy metals. So important. Very important. Antioxidants, heavy metals. If you can do also a GI mapping, a stool test. So a functional stool test. That is for the liver. That is for everything. For your pancreas, that is going to give you the any information. If you have leaky gut, so intestinal permeability, your microbiome, which is immune system, 70% of our immune system is in your intestines. So if you have any problems with that's the way to start. Again, this is preventative what medicine. What is the name of that test again? A stool, a functional stool test. Perfect. Functional stool test. It's easy. It's just obviously a stool test. You take it at home and then we get mm-hmm. a full report about your microbiome, about your digestive enzymes. So that's your pancreas. If you have any problems, let's say with, you know, your inflammation, that's going to get there. Even if we can early detect if you have any irritable bowel uh, conditions like Crohn's or ulcerative colitis, which is just an autoimmune condition, that can give us also a clue there. So in that, I'll work with a gastroenterologist because it's not only me, we're a team. So I talk to a gastroenterologist and I say, listen, I have this patient that this marker is elevated. I need to please, uh, you know, refer to you. 
to, uh, to do further evaluation. So it's all these different tests that it helps. And uh, other tests, it all depends. So if the patient can do, for instance, there is an early detection, epigenetics for cancer. Wow. That's something that we do in functional medicine. It's a blood test. It's five different epigenetics markers. It's not tumor markers, which is different. Tumor markers is just when a tumor has already developed and it's already showing you in, know, the those, blood in the blood, mm-hmm. those markers in the blood. But this is epigenetics. So that means that even if you were born with any predisposition to develop uh, you know, a tumor, uh-huh. a cancer, a malignant tumor, then epigenetics is how it has been modified. Is it turned on or turned off, off based on your environment? Yes. So that is something that annually I tell my patients, if you can, please do it. And another one, maybe the sixth one, but it's also part of the prevention yes. is Alzheimer's. There is a way to detect also epigenetics. Starting at 50 plus, we can do that test. And not necessarily if you have the ApoE44, which is the worst case scenario, means that you are going to develop Alzheimer's. means that you need to take action right away because there is a way that you can prevent that Alzheimer's develop later in, in, you know, in life. So that is all preventative, healthy aging. Absolutely. And that's I mean, another blood test. I never thought about that one for Alzheimer's yes. because you may think that when people go and, and get the test done, it's because they are already no. experiencing symptoms. And you if can they, do it preventative. You can, you can do it preventative. If you have family history that they have you know, Alzheimer's or Parkinson's or any like vasculitis dementia, because it's not only Alzheimer's, it's many yes. different types of dementias. Yes. So we can detect in blood what is your predisposition. And most importantly, what you're going to do from now on to prevent. So it's amazing. Again, it's all the, the broad, uh, you know, technology, testing, advances in medicine that in Europe and Asia, they do use it more than a decade, you know, ago. Wow. And we are running behind because of all the different regulations. But again, the idea is that if you have the power, and this is the whole point, right? Yes. Empower Empowering you people. because you can be the one that really heals your body. I'm just an instrument here to guide you, to give you all the different tools that are there. I have the knowledge, but you have the power. And I am facilitating the information to yes, get out with yes, you. Yes. So this is excellent. I want you guys paying attention to what Dr. Farid is telling here because there are so many things that you can be doing to improve the state of health, to prevent something from happening. If you're listening to this information and you have somebody at home you know, a friend of yours that may benefit from going to a functional medicine doctor such as yourself, that can be life-changing. Changing, That 100%. That is, is um, very important. Now, you mentioned a little earlier before that when somebody comes to your uh, visit to, to see you, and you have the, the blood test results, mm-hmm. you can prescribe a tailored mm-hmm. treatment for that person, a protocol in nutrition. So with all of these years of practice, mm-hmm. in your opinion, what is the most common nutritional deficiency you have seen in your patients? There are several, but the most predominant, I would say vitamin D, vitamin B12, and iron. Wow. Iron. There is a lot of iron deficiency. And because it's not it's only that? the iron circulating iron, there is also the deposited or the stored iron, which is even more important. That is ferritin level. A lot of people, they do have. When it's too high, it's also a sign of inflammation. When it's too low, it's because it's depleted. So it has to be like in the sweet it has spot. To, it has to be in a sweet spot. And then again, that is going to be important for your thyroid. A lot of people, they don't know that for thyroid, for sex hormones to work properly for cortisol. So it's to regenerate, again, for mitochondria. 
and they have deficiencies, a lot of iron deficiency, and that can be related in B12 and D, obviously food, if they are yes. not having, you know, good food sources of these nutrients or exposed to sunlight, which obviously we know we have to be cautious because of all the different uh, complications related to cancers, not only melanoma, but squamous and basal. But the idea is, is everything has to be in balance. If you don't have a good balance, then you're going to go to the extremes of deficiency or over because that also it's a problem, excess. I had a lot of patients with zinc, you know, in excess when they were in COVID, vitamin C in excess because they were just overdoing, trying to prevent for the immune system. They get a lot. Oh, so I don't get sick. Yeah, I don't get sick. So what yeah. happens when you have a lot of zinc? A lot your- of nausea. They oh. get, you know, yeah, they get dizzy. They can get irritated. You know, their GI tract most of the time is what it gets really bad. So again, there are, there are ways that we can test. We don't need to guess. We don't need to be playing, you know, a magic ball to say, okay, I just, just going to take 50 milligrams, 100 milligrams of zinc. No, let's just test and see where you are. But those are the most common ones, iron, vitamin B12, and D. And, and it's surprising because here in this sunny state that we have all the time, this is so wonderful that we can, <sighs> can experience yes. sunlight yes. Uh, year round. But you know, I was I was actually thinking during during COVID, the first thing people did it was just getting worried and getting inside. Yes, all that you needed to do it's, it's it was just get out. out. I mean, not yes. only because it's good for the, for the sun is good for us because of the vitamin. The yes. also the change your mental, on, on your yes. mental state. Yes, yes, yes. It's yes. so important. Yes, which also supports your immune system. The vitamin D supports the immune system, your mental health. So it's all together. Actually, um, the other day I was listening one of the podcasts of Dr. Andrew Huberman. Mm-hmm. He is a doctor in neurobiology mm-hmm. and, and he's also an expert on the eyes. It's, it's incredible what he was saying that mm-hmm. actually... Best thing you can do is go into a sunlight and look at the sun for a few minutes. Get exposure to bright light in mm-hmm. your eyes. Yes. Early in the morning. Early in the morning. That mm-hmm. would helps to regenerate your eyes yes. and set up your circadian rhythms. Yes. Also, he recommended actually exposure to the to the uh, LED red light therapy mm-hmm. in the morning, first thing in the morning for three minutes. That yes. will help the cones and reversing the aging. Reversing the aging, yes. Can you believe that? On yes. the eyes of somebody over 40. That yeah. was surprising to me to mm-hmm. learn that because I thought, you see, this is what... what we're we're learning here new stuff. Yes. I thought I was told that that the eyes once they they degenerate, you cannot reverse the damage. And now it's proven that there are ways that we can do that. Yes, there are ways like and in like generally speaking, our body has the power of healing again. There are so many different diseases, like I was mentioning before, diabetes and dementia that can be reversible. It's been proven. It's just that, again, people, they don't know. They don't have the knowledge, and knowledge is power. So if we don't know what to do when we are diagnosed with something, then we're just like, okay, that's my, you know, my destiny. I just have to keep going and take these medications for the rest of my life. And they are now looking more into, okay, why did I develop this? What can I do in order to prevent getting worse or even to reverse it? If I have it, how do I reverse this condition? Actually... Um, we had in our podcast, mm-hmm. Dr. Um, Raleigh Duncan, he mm-hmm. is the co-founder and, and researcher for 25 years or mm-hmm. more on the um, infrared saunas. Mm-hmm. The research behind this technology is incredible. I was speechless to hear from, from his voice 
all of these findings benefits, on yes. how the you know frequent use of an infrared sauna can help prevent and reverse and reverse yes very 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 severe conditions cardiovascular health mm -hmm. they're doing now research on on how it can improve people that have alzheimer's conditions prevent right. the parkinsons help them the the focus the you know the mental alertness The list goes on and on, on and on, and on yes. just yes. by a simple protocol. But we didn't know. Exactly. And when we go to, to a conventional doctor, mm -hmm. they also may not know either, yeah, you know, exactly. because the, the, the traditional training has haven't, you know, been, been that specific to take them to a new technologies that, you know, that, that can help. That can truly the, help. Exactly. The overall health of the patients. So in your opinion, doctor, mm -hmm. how, nutrition affects the state of health of a person everything that's why my first test is nutrients because we are what we eat and it's true it's not just you know a saying it's the reality so a lot of people and as i was again mentioning the diabetes how can we reverse complications and avoid yes. complications just because we're eating correctly the same for the liver the same you know for any organs how can our body has the capability of really going back to the state where it should be an optimal state just because they are not eating anything that is poison. Most of the time we're eating poison things that it's, mm, it's sugary, it's high in carbs. And that's one actually most, the Easy most to addicted get. is the most addicted item that it is in the food okay. products. You know, it is even more than cocaine or anything else. It's I sugar. Know. So, and that's what creates inflammation. A lot of people, they don't get it. And it's just not sugar, you know, the sweetener. It's also what we're putting carbs. All these starches, yes. the refined carbs, they are all sugars that it's just making any, you know, more damage than any benefit to our, our body. So the idea is to get into the nutrients and to really go and correct what is happening. And that's what I tell my patients. He said, you know, maybe you're doing too much of the uh, carbohydrates, the ones that are refined, or maybe you don't have a good protein intake, or maybe the fats, and that's another consideration because people are afraid of fats. The fats are not bad. The carbohydrates are not bad. Proteins are not bad. It's the ones that you are choosing that are bad. So the fats, we need fats for neural connection. So there is, you know, all these... Yes, it's the food for the brain. It's the food for Especially the brain. Especially the good, the good fats that we find in animal products. Exactly. That they are like our own fat. They, they you know, they get bioavailable to our own body. We can use it as an energy. Exactly. So the monounsaturated, the polyunsaturated fats are the good fats. Now, when you get into a trans fat, obviously we don't want anything that no. has been processed and elaborated by humans because that's the bad ones that genetically has been modified and has yes, all the inflammatory a lot of processes. Exactly. So, between. but if we know, if we have, again, the, the power of knowledge, then it completely changes everything. Any medical condition can be changed pretty much by what we're eating. So, so imagine what happened during, during COVID. I mean, we know that, I mean, having a healthier diet, healthier mm -hmm. outcomes overall. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. During COVID, we find out that most of the people or a large population affected by the disease and mm -hmm. actually the mortality rate was mm -hmm. higher mm -hmm. in people that were overweight. Correct. Overweight and obese. And, and they obese. were not counting that as unhealthy. They were saying not healthy, but it wasn't healthy. They were inflamed and they were having excess of weight and that is inflammation. And obviously any virus is not only COVID. Influenza is actually more the highest mortality compared to COVID. 
but it, take, it takes advantage of that inflammatory state. And then the patients, they are just having bad outcomes, unfortunately. So again, that's when we need to improve even more what we're eating to boost that immune system. So in a, in a daily basis, if you, if you have a rule of thumb, let's mm -hmm. say, a, a general recommendation mm -hmm. for our listeners, diet-wise, what we should be paying attention to in general, you know, in a general view, because, yeah, everybody has, you know, it's different. They may need a different protocol. That is what you do. Mm -hmm. More tailored, more, you know, more personal to that person. Correct. But in general, mm -hmm. what it is a good guideline for mm -hmm. diet? Mm -hmm. So for, for food intake, I would say have everything in moderation. I don't always say extremes are not good. And if you are going to carry something for too long, that's going to be a problem. So that's what happened with all these yes. trend diets that people, they carry for months, they lose weight for the first two, three weeks, and then they have a rebound effect. Then their weight's back. So I always say everything in moderation, choose the right macronutrients. And if you can do some intermittent fasting, that helps because it's been proven scientifically yes, speaking it that it helps cellularly aging. It helps to regenerate. It helps for that mitochondria. And actually, you know, our ancestors, the ones that has been living longer, they, they were not eating huge amounts of food. They were eating less, but they were eating good calories. You know, they were having good, you know, intake of those calories because it's not the same saying that you're going to have a 1400 calories, but it's bad sources compared to a 1400 calories of good sources. So if you're going to have a limitation in energy, let's say once a week or two times a week, because you want to do an intermittent fasting, then you have to, to choose also during the times that you're going to eat the right products that you're going to put in your mouth. Correct. Otherwise, it's going to miss the purpose of longevity, of anti-inflammatory, because that's what it is, one of the, the properties of doing intermittent fasting. So I do advise my patients when they are, you know, excessive weight or they have any autoimmune conditions, let's try to add some intermittent fasting in your regimen. You know, at least once or twice, if they have never done it, then we'll go slowly, but again, no extremes. So when people, they start like doing 24, 48 hours, that's too much. No, no, no. That's I, a stress in your body. And then correct. again, cortisol is going to go and high. And then they hate it. And then the they end. hate it. And they, they don't lose any weight. They gain more weight. Yes, because, yes. Because the they're stressed. They're the like, I need to. The doesn't understand what is, what is happening Exactly, here. exactly. No, I, I think consistency is key. Consistency, um, discipline. Exactly. At my house, we, we do the intermittent fasting. Mm -hmm. And we understand that eating the right amount of protein, the fiber, the, the mm -hmm. you know, we need to do everything in that window of time that exactly. we're eating. Exactly. To bring to our bodies what it needs. Correct. I always put this, this example, doctor. I mean, think about your car mm -hmm. and those that have the, the gas car. Mm -hmm. You go and put more gas that the car needed? No. Mm -hmm. You put what the car needs, needs. Mm -hmm. then go. Exactly. Why we think that our bodies, they're just a repository of Everything that it comes along, you know, it's, yes. it's just, it's just that analogy. We shouldn't be giving our bodies more than it more needs. More than it needs. Exactly. And that's why we create problems. It's like just, it's overflowing whatever we're doing. And again, excess or any, you know, lack of is going to create problems. And that's what is inflammation, right? Inflammation, good inflammation, it's important. But when it's constantly and it's chronically, that's when it creates problems. And that's what happens with food. If people are doing excess and chronically, that creates a problem. A problem. Exactly. Absolutely. So for, for our listeners that are understanding about the nutrition and the important, uh, you know, importance of having uh, those 
good foods at the right timing yes. and in in balance mm -hmm. what would be signs that they would be seeing that they may have a metabolic problem maybe diabetes mm -hmm. what would be those early signs that they would be watching mm -hmm. for that that may be the the warning signal for them to go and look for a functional doctor or for a, no a, a doctor that can help them with their problem yes. so you know if they are having any problems with weight if not, they're not maintaining a good weight and again Remember what we talk is not just what you look, but more, you know, specifically speaking internally, what your body is developing, excess of any, uh, you know, fat internally in your organs. If they don't have the energy, if they are drained, you know, the fatigue, the constant fatigue, fatigue they don't sleep well, they are thirsty the whole time. You know, those are signs that your body is having a problem metabolically speaking. So, and there are ways in blood work, in functional medicine and in conventional medicine that we can look or any developing in a very early stage of diabetes, you know, if there is any fatty liver, if there is any problems with high cholesterol. And it's not only the cholesterol, the profile that we do a basic one, we look into more the lipoproteins. So we look into wow. those cholesterol molecules with a magnifier. So it's, it's been known that it's not just the LDL, which is the bad cholesterol, oh, it has to be less than 100. No, I have patients and a lot of people there have a perfect basic profile, but when they do the more extensive they have issues and those are the ones that they end up having a heart attack. Oh, but my cholesterol was always perfect. Yeah, but they never, you know, look into the lipoproteins. They never look into those details, the size of those cholesterol mm -hmm. molecules. That is what it is in, in terms of functional medicine. We go into the precursors before you end up having any, you know, disease develop. So that is why it's important to pay attention again to, to the question. Pay attention to all the symptoms, any excess of weight or losing weight unintentionally. Hair loss, skin. Skin is the organ, the, the, is the biggest organ in our body. It's always talking the whole time. Any rash, if you're having any problems with dryness, if you're feeling that, again, it's, it's more, you know, maybe uh, hot, that you're feeling sensation, the cold temperature, the temperature is all, it's all there. Like when we're having some issues with the skin, you have to pay attention because metabolically and GI-wise, it's telling you that there is something happening with your you, gut. You remind me of some situation that I had many years ago. I'm mm -hmm. a civil engineer, as many of you know, and I practice heavy civil engineer, which is roads, bridges, mm -hmm. big projects. And mm -hmm. sometimes those big projects are not, you know, in the Miami Design District. They yes. are in <laughs> far ways places where we need to connect one city to another. Mm -hmm. Anywhere they're normally in, in places that are not surrounded by good restaurants, let's say. Back yeah. in those days, I was vegetarian mm -hmm. for nine years. Mm -hmm. And then I got a, a job uh, in the, La Carretera between Bogota and Villavicencio. It's a road connecting two large cities, cities. in Colombia. Mm -hmm. There were no restaurants around other than only one mm -hmm. where all of the people coming through with, with you know, with a lot of, of, of the stuff coming from the cities one to another. Mm -hmm stop by and then I had to start eating what they were what offering they there because yes. I was there from 4 30 in the morning wow. to 7 p.m so yes. that was it it yes, was no yes. time for me to cook my food anyway yeah. I got very my skin started looking awful mm -hmm. I started losing my hair mm -hmm. my nails were like a little tiny nails yes paper exactly. and then I started feeling rashes never in my life my mm -hmm. skin has been always very healthy I went to the doctor and mm -hmm. they run my blood test mm -hmm. and he, he looked at me and say, darling, you're going to have to start eating yes. meat. <laughs> Sorry, but you are 
you know, look at this, your lack mm -hmm. of everything. Everything, yeah. How you can do this job that is so demanding with your body running so low in so nutrients. Low nutrients? Yeah. So I start consuming animal products. I mm -hmm. start introducing them into my diet. That was many years ago. I yeah. was I was very young. Yeah. And, and since then, I have, you know, obviously I recover and, and everything is, is much better today. But I, today I see a lot of demonization yes. into the animal products, mm -hmm. in the consumption to animal products in our daily mm -hmm. diets. Yeah. Why? Well, again, the carnivore diet is, some people, they like it. Some others, you know, they are completely the extreme. They said, oh, no, this is, you know, it's, it's bad. You know what you are doing. It's more like the emotional part than anything else because, you know, ages, decades, centuries that we have been consuming animals. So, oh, yeah, so our ancestors our were chasing ancestors, animals to survive. Exactly. So it's nothing, yes. you know, it's just, again, it, the whole point is in moderation. Balance. If we have a good balance and if we know how to pick the good ones, right, because if there is excess of fat that we know and it's evident, you know, with whatever you're going to eat, the skin, obviously, you know, things that you know that you should avoid, it's just putting common sense, then it's in, in the majority of the time it's good. And we're balancing with good plants. So it's just having, complementing each other because it's not enough most of the time with just doing plants, vegetarian, vegan, and you need to do supplements. If you tend to do that, then always, as I, I was telling before, check your nutrients because that's happened to you, right? Then you're going to have some nutrient imbalances. And then you need to take your supplements because in the plant-based or the vegan or vegetarian, they might not have all the same all the, sources mm -hmm. and the same amount. You need to eat huge amounts to really get to your uh, your dietary allowance and, and what is needed for the mitochondria and your cells to have a good production. So it's, it's all testing, it's all listening to your body, and it's all having a good, you know, complementing whatever you're doing in your diet. Absolutely. I mean... Everything was okay with me because I had access to many good restaurants when I was living in the city. So mm -hmm. I was always keeping my protein intake in balance and everything. Yes. It was when I was I went to those places yes. where I didn't have access to that good good stuff yes, yes, that yes. I get uh, you know all of those deficiencies. So I'm glad I I am eating everything now. I feel it much better. Yes. <laughs> so you mentioned also the sugar, which yes. is obviously not good mm -hmm. for uh, our health as humans. I was reading the other day, mm -hmm. the effects on, on the sugar levels mm -hmm. on the health of the prostate for men. Oh, yes. How is that? I mean, I, this is one of the things that you don't relate one thing to another. How so? Yes, because sugars are inflammatory, right? And a way that is going to inflame and it's going to be uh, shown in your system, it's creating more hormonal imbalance. So one of them is, for instance, estrogens in males. It's not the testosterone necessarily that is the problem. It's the estrogen. We're talking about prostate. It's the estrogen. It needs the derivative from the testosterone, which is the dehydrotestosterone. So those two hormones play a huge role. So what happens when the tendency is to have more sugars, refined carbohydrates, then that estrogen is going to be driven higher, 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 and that is going to inflame the prostate. Mm -hmm. So a lot of males, they don't think about it. Like a lot of females, they don't think about having an excess of testosterone and lack of estrogen, which is now the tendency. That's what it is. In my practice, a lot of the males, they come and they have too much estrogen. And they complain, oh, because my midsection. And yes, this is all excess of estrogen. 
And then the, the females having a lot of testosterone and having, you know, excess of hair in their face yeah, or having hair loss or having, and not necessarily being PCOS, the polycystic ovarian syndrome, which is in conventional medicine. There is a lot of females and that's how fertility issues has been also rising lately because of all these changes, imbalances in the hormones. Testosterone, it's mainly mm -hmm. predominantly in males. It's important in females. And estrogen is more predominant as well as progesterone in females, but we're looking completely now the opposite. Incredible. I didn't know that. Yes. Yes. We're going to talk about, about that a little later, but mm -hmm. I read something that it really catch my eye and I read it here. It yes. says like, we hear people expressions, doctor, cure yourself. Mm -hmm. Right? Yes. <laughs> and I say, this is that from the internet. I read this on the internet the other day. It says that 20% of physicians mm -hmm. are obese in the U.S. Mm -hmm. and 40% are overweight. Yes. So you see that people in the medical field mm -hmm. should be paying more attention to their own health yes. before telling us to pay attention yes. in our own health. Correct. We are the model. We are the role model for our patients. So if we don't take care of ourselves, if we are not practicing what we're saying, it's hard for our patients to trust, you know, in what we're saying, right? So definitely, uh, and I tell my patients, it's not that we're going to be perfect. We're going to have days that we're going to be craving for a sugar. Okay, try to get the better out of it. Try to, you know, uh, maybe that satiety, get it in another way and no carbohydrates. So it's many different ways. It's just that you really need to have the knowledge how to, Uh, control those cravings in a good way. Uh, but it's true. Like, unfortunately, a lot of physicians, because again, the tendency is that we are working, 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 or studying, 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 mm -hmm. and then we forget, we neglect our health, mental health again. So that's when cortisol, one more time, it's not that it's just the bad <laughs> one, but it's true. It gets so high. And I tell all my patients, we need to get a way that we control cortisol. And it's not just, you know, doing or taking something. It's meditating, it's doing, you know, some yoga, it's exercising, Getting it's to connecting the to the with the nature, grounding, yes. putting your, your feet in the ground. Like it's all these different small things, breathing, because we don't breathe. We don't breathe well. We just do chest and we don't mm -hmm. do abdomen. And that's the difference. So that's why I tell my patients, just breathe. And when I do test cortisol, that's the huge difference. It makes a huge difference. That's when I see the completely decline of the cortisol, or if it needs to get higher, that's when I see a change. What have you done? And then the patient said, I started doing what you told me. I started breathing better. I started Walking relaxing. without shoes without on the, shoes, on the grounding. Yes. Grounding, just yes. being in nature. I mean, anywhere, go in a park, just exactly. have yourself with a little walk. Disconnect from the phone, yes. from, from all the technology, which is important. But at the same time, we need... To, We need time. Go We need to, to the beach. Yes. And that's what happens park. to the physicians. We don't take, you know, the, the time, time to ourselves. And that's why, unfortunately, the numbers go higher and higher. And in mental health, suicidal rates, rates also goes higher because of all of that. We don't know how to handle, you know, all these different overwhelming situations that we are encountering. And we are complex, you know, humans, we are complex. And we are trying to heal our patients. But if we don't heal ourselves, then it's hard to really help the Absolutely. others. Absolutely. So, you know, one of the, the things that, a lot of people do, and sometimes we do that too. Mm -hmm. We get a stress mm -hmm. or we go and grass, uh, grab a, a glass of wine. Yes, yes. And then, you know, I mean, how, how, how that, that alcohol intake plays into the overall tremendous, nutritional? Tremendous, really. tremendous, because that is just liquid sugar. And again, we're going back to the sugar. 
And it's, again, it's moderation. If you're going to just have that as the only way to really release your stress, wrong. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Because then when you see, it's not going to be just one night. It's going to be every night. Exactly. So it what gets I tell, a, the, and it gets that. You get accustomed. You, you, you get accustomed train. and you like it because you feel more relaxed. And then you go to sleep and you feel and better. And it's socially accepted you feel, too. Yes. And you feel better. And you think that you're sleeping better, but you're not. You know, it's all these different things. So what I always tell my patients is at least give me an 80% compliance. So Monday to Friday, try not to have anything. Try to distract yourself and do different things. And that applies also for dietary intakes of carbohydrates and whatever you're doing. And then weekends, treat yourself well. You know, if you're going to have a glass of wine, enjoy it. Enjoy. Have mindfulness, you know, when you're eating, yes. when you are. So enjoy that moment, but don't make it a hobby because you know that anything that if we're going to do it daily, then it's going to be a problem. And that's what happened during the pandemic. A lot of people, they tend to, you know, be eating and drinking more. And then when they see, they were just having weight problems. Doctor, and this is another thing that I mm -hmm. found very commonly and sadly maybe with with members of my own family yeah they think is normal mm -hmm. oh no 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 oh no 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 yes. is is a drink in the morning at midday at night yeah, exactly. and it's, it's just fine yes. I'm, I'm fine because i'm fine i'm not feeling bad i'm I mean, not feeling bad yeah and that's just kind of like stretching the limits of how much the intake of that alcohol is correct Maybe the effects are not present at the, at the very moment, moment yes. but later that may mm -hmm. affect the overall state of health. A hundred percent. What we can do to, to, to avoid those situations. Yeah, exactly. So avoiding it. <laughs> so <laughs> don't buy the wine and have it all the time. Like we were talking earlier. Yes. Don't Access, have it available. <laughs> you know, they, you know, it's, it's easy. It's a temptation. So just have it when you're going to go and have friends or where you're going to gather outside, you're going to go to a restaurant. So just don't make it easy, easy access. Because again, the tendency, we are humans and we have, you know, easy access to something, we're going to get it. And if we like it, if we have a good time, then we're going to go for it. So the idea is try to put limitations where you don't see the temptation to do it and rather do something else. So you're going to, mm -hmm. you know, maybe have and watch a movie or maybe read a book yes. or, you know, you explore what things really you enjoy and not necessarily getting into something that is going to be harmful. Listen to a podcast. Listen to a podcast <laughs> that is going to be, you know, of a good knowledge. Informative. Yeah. Yes. Informative so it's many different ways, definitely. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about the hormones because we, we touch you know, some about it in our conversation. And I would like to go a little, a little bit deeper mm -hmm. into uh, giving our audience more information about the hormonal imbalances, what happened, what mm -hmm. conditions can be preventive mm -hmm. if we have our hormones in balance. What are those conditions in men and in women? Yes. So, The hormones imbalances, it can happen, number one, at any age. And that is important to take, you know, uh, into consideration because a lot of people, they think, oh, no, it's just when I start aging in my 40s or 50s. We don't start aging that age. We actually start aging in their 20s, cellularly mm -hmm. speaking. Now, aging is a, is a very, you know, general terminology. Aging, it's one thing, it's cellular aging, and another one is the chronological aging, which is when we are born. So it's two different things. So the idea is when you start seeing signs and symptoms let's say for females at an early stage they start having irregular menstruations they start ha having the pms the premenstrual mm -hmm. syndrome they are very irritated you know with many uh, small things or emotional so that is more you know into pms and that is something that is happening a lot in females at an early age then you know i start with the menopause the changes in the estrogen then it the, the mm -hmm. starts declining the testosterone starts going higher and that is going to affect cognition 
which is important for females and males because they start, oh, my memory is not the same. I'm not as sharp as before. So that is another way that we can prevent dementia. And that's one of the conditions in male and females that is being associated with hormonal imbalances. Cognition. So number one, your brain optimization. Number two, your heart. So obviously males and females, as we've had a certain age and females, because of the lack of estrogen, they more heart attacks, more, more strokes. And that is something that is being linked with. So if we start our early age optimizing the hormones and that's a way that mm -hmm. we can do healthy aging, then it's going to get better. Bone density, your density, because it's not only the females and that is in conventional medicine. It's wrong that we have a standard of care is only females that they have to have after 60, a bone density. What about males? They also get osteoporosis. So if we don't optimize the hormones at an early age, I have patients in their 40s or 50s having osteoporosis, male or females. So we need to check a bone density. Something so, that is totally preventive. Osteoporosis, totally preventative. Totally preventive with good by checking your hormones. hormones. And with your nutrients, because it's not only the calcium and vitamin D, there is a boron, there is a magnesium, there is so many strontium, so many minerals that are important to optimize along with the, and actually I have, you know, a little experience with a patient in their, in, she's in her seventies and she has been doing bioidentical hormones for more than a decade and she's looking amazing. So she had osteoporosis at an early, at a, yeah, when she was in her sixties, but she declined to do any of, you know, the regular conventional medicines. And then she was with the hormones and everything. And then we started getting more into the nutrients and it started getting reversed. Absolutely. And then the rheumatologist, who is a specialist in bone, said, like, I have never seen this. How, <laughs> I mean, this is impossible. And how come you haven't used, you know, what I told you? And she's like, well, because there are other ways to do it. And she was so grateful because we get, we tailor, why are you getting this, you know, at a social advanced age if you are having your hormones? It was the nutrients. So, again, it's so many different ways. And it's just putting together all the, the actual root of the problem of osteoporosis is bone density and it's your nutrients, it's your hormones, it's, again, your exercise, which is another important yes, component. Very if important. you don't exercise in an early age, because it's, it's a habit. If you don't move your body. Consistency is a key. Consistency. And if you don't move your body, and not necessarily you have to go to a gym. You can do just jumping jacks or you can just be walking or just, you know, your physical bike. activity. Yes. Yeah, move your body. That makes a huge difference. So that is also another benefit of hormone, you know, uh, optimization, your immune system has been proven that also helps for, you know, having a good hormones it's maintaining your immune system, maintaining your aging, maintaining your GI, the, you know, your good bacteria. We need to feed the good bacteria and a way to do it is having good hormones. Good right. Day. So it's many different things definitely that is related to. I, I can't tell by my own experience, <clears throat> you know, I had a health condition that was you know, was life-threatened in 2015. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I entered directly into the menopause. It was, mm -hmm. it was very dramatic for me. And my body completely changed. Change, yes. I, I went, uh, I mean, from being size small all my life, mm -hmm. you know, 118, 120 pounds to 135, mm -hmm. then 138 pounds for a small person like me. Yes. That was a lot. Yes. But not only that. Mm -hmm. I'm an engineer, working engineering job. I swear to God, I was in front of my computer. It's like I couldn't see the numbers. It was just like the fogginess. Mm -hmm. Then I was coming back home and, and my husband was like, are you okay? I said, I'm perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. no, no, this is not yourself. You're a yes. little bit like... You're, 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 you're a little bit snappy. Yes. And I was just like, me? I'm not as snappy. You shut up. And, you know, I was just like, and then you were like, refusing. No. Yes. And then I said, I said, wait a minute. 
why I'm buying clothes in a different size, mm-hmm. why I'm not sleeping well. Mm-hmm. And, I, and then I remember um, Bruce went to his urologist mm-hmm. and, and he was recommending the, the um, hormone replacement therapy for him. And then he told him, mm-hmm. my wife is going through something, doctor, she's changing. Mm-hmm. She's, you know, it told him everything. And then mm-hmm. the doctor said, okay, it's time for her to visit me. I went there. He's a specialist in hormone replacement therapy. Yeah. I had been since 2015. Mm-hmm. It's game changer. Mm-hmm. It is. I went back to be myself, which is what I appreciate the most. Yes. I am nor over my heels. I'm just feeling normal, sleeping. Optimized. Perfect. Perfect. Yes. I am in my optimal uh, weight. Yes. And and my mood is again, cloudy is and back to be again. you're feeling yourself again. Exactly. Amazing. Yes. So that is something that I can tell in my own experience that benefits me a lot. Yes. I Actually, one of one of the interviews that I have here in my podcast mm-hmm. with Skips Pharmacy, they are a compounding pharmacy. Yes, they had a case of a of a woman. They were working with a doctor, and mm-hmm. he was uh, treating this lady mm-hmm. for depression. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was coming to that. And oh, then yes. they were prescribing her, you know, the antidepressants uh-huh. that are commercial available. <laughs> yeah, she was going through the you know, All treatment uh-huh. for months, not, ha- not, not only having the, si- the side effects, uh-huh. she was not getting better. better. Mm. And this doctor consulted with the, with the um, director of the pharmacy escapes and says, Hey, I have this case. Mm-hmm. I have this patient. Yeah. I would like to see if, if, if we can team up and, and come up with a better protocol for her. He said, the pharmacy said that it, in the interview with the woman, I start talking to her. And mm. one of the questions was, have you been tested for your hormones levels? Exactly. Hormones? Ah, you think that, oh, oh, so now you think that I'm in the menopause and that's yes, why yes, yes. I am getting depressed. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 ma'am. I'm just asking, have you had your levels, your levels checked? checked? Exactly. Now, mm-hmm. maybe it's a, it's a good good thing we start there. Yeah. They have their labs, mm-hmm. and when their labs came back, mm-hmm. surprise, mm-hmm. the woman was depleted, and all of her hormones levels were way below the, the normals. Yeah. yeah. So they started a protocol that, uh, you know, little by little weaning her from those antidepressants, mm-hmm. and then start treating her, the, the, the hormone, hormone replacement imbalance. therapy. Yes. Yeah. He said, that a month after she started the treatment, mm-hmm. the husband show up with chocolates and flowers. <laughs> so, <laughs> what I, mean, I am forever grateful. Yes, yes my yes. wife is back. Is back to, to herself. herself. Yes. Depression went away. Yes, 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 yes. Very typical. Mm-hmm. Something that nobody thought about, yes. or, or at least not nobody, but it was not the common thinking that the Correct. depression was caused because of hormonal imbalance. Actually, you know, there are functional psychiatrists that they, there are papers that is being published that they have linked, you know, testosterone deficiency with depression. So wow. a lot of psychiatrists, they do treat uh, testosterone replacement for yeah, people with depression. And, and it's amazing, you know, all the different changes that people start noticing because it's important. It's an stimulant. It's an anabolic. It helps for energy. And then they, they, as you said, they don't think about that because it's out of the box. And that's one of the things, you know, that we, we learn in functional medicine. We need to think outside the box and start implementing what really the body is telling you. If you're deficient in testosterone, if you are deficient in estrogen, whatever it is, then why not treat it? Why just, you know, ignoring 
ignoring it. And then obviously, you know, depression, anxiety, ADD, whatever mental condition is going to get worse and worse and worse. Substance abuse is the same thing. It's a lot of, you know, neurotransmitters, chemical messengers in the brain that they are just completely out of whack. And instead of having a good level, it's just up or down the excitatory inhibitors. So it's fascinating what we can do and what we can prevent and treat and reverse, as we were speaking at the beginning. But we need to really acknowledge those changes. These channels of communication, this podcast, they're so important because they're making this information available. We're having a conversation. Yes. We are putting the seed on people's minds. Yes, yes. Because that's what got me here. Curiosity. Curiosity, yes. You know, it's yes. being intellectually stimulating and asking myself why, why? and mm -hmm. what can I do? What, exactly. what is different out there? What is new that I can be doing to improve myself and the, the state of health of me and my family? Correct. Now, I was reading the other day something that really, really worries me. Mm. There were some numbers, stats about the proven decline of mm -hmm. the levels of testosterone mm -hmm. in men in the USA. Yes. And it says mm -hmm. that in today's day, as mm -hmm. we speak, mm -hmm. the levels of the testosterone in the male population in the US is close to 50% less than it was in 1970s. Yes, 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 yes. This is... Shocking, because we're not thinking about that. We are heading ourselves to a calamity. Mm -hmm. I mean, and we understand that all of this is happening for many pollutants that we have in the mm -hmm. environment. A I mean, pollutants in our, in our food. In our water. In our water, plastics. What we're breathing. Yes. What we're breathing. The food that comes in is just totally contaminated. And, Correct. Or, you know, so all of those contaminants are getting affecting the testosterone in men, what we can do. Yes. So apart from obviously avoiding as much as possible, because sometimes it's unfortunately, it yes. you know, not that possible. But, you know, if we, again, try to look more in depth and detail, you know, what we're eating, what we are getting in our house, so that can help, you know, having a good filtration system, air for, you know, your water, so all of those makes a huge difference. And also, you know, detoxing. Because if we don't detox, again, we're always going to be living in a contaminated world. That's what it is. Like the, the, the moment that we are born, it's 200 millions of germs that the baby yes. is born with. Exposed. When it's C-section, it's even worse than vaginal. So they're already, you know, coming in a contaminated world. So it's, it's impossible not to be there. The most important is how we can really balance that and optimizing your detox pathways. So your liver, your lymph nodes, your skin, your, you know, your lungs, your kidneys, they all need to be optimized. And there are ways that we can check that also in functional medicine. Genetically, if you have already a mutation or a variation in one of the genes that helps for detox, not necessarily means that you are not going to be capable of having an optimal detox. It's just that we need to take other different nutrients in order to optimize it. So there is one gene, just to give an example, like the MTHFR, mm -hmm. which is very common, and, and that helps for uh, methylating, detoxing. So if people, they don't have, you know, knowledge of that, they, let's say, for instance, they are taking B12, they are deficient in B12, and we we're talking about one of the nutrients that is more common to be deficient, they need an activated or methylated B12 in order to improve their detox. Otherwise, they're always going to have all these toxins, burden of toxins higher and higher and higher in their systems. So there are ways that we can optimize. 
Check your levels of your detox pathways. Check your nutrients. Let's get into why you are not detoxing properly. Again, your stool, let's get into your GI. So it's putting everything together in order to prevent that whatever you are exposed to gets higher and higher and higher in toxins. And all these species, the free radicals, they do obviously more harm than any benefit. So we need to get, you know, out of all those different free radicals that is just going to be damaging our cells. Something that I, I would like to ask you, you mm -hmm. know, because we're talking about all of this, you know, checking our blood levels and yes. everything to know hormonal imbalances or so on. But I don't want people to think out there that this is adult medicine that mm -hmm. is for adult people. Because I was also reading, doctor, this mm -hmm. is shocking. Mm -hmm. That is not only that the decline of the testosterone in the men in the U.S. Mm -hmm. is also the sperm count. Yes, yes. There are many people out there listening to us right now, mm -hmm. young men mm -hmm. that may be going through, they don't know. Yes. So how important is to have these preventative checkups, these, yes. these labs yes. that you're talking about yes. to be checking the young population exactly. as well. And I do the hormones in everybody pretty much, regardless of women age. women too. Yes. They, they're getting Females into the menopause earlier too. Earlier too, earlier too. So and the again, sooner we prevent it, the better. The better and the better action, you know, the, the quicker action and the better outcome it will be. So it's, you know, it's again, as we were saying, testosterone, all the different deficiencies related to cognition, you know, people at an early age, they don't, they have a lot of attention deficit disorders, a lot of hyperactivity, a lot of substance abuse. You know, it's sad because it can be treatable, reversible. It can be really healed if we, you know, diagnose at an early age and they are acknowledging what is happening. All of these uh, hormone replacement therapies that are available. Mm -hmm. Let's, let's give our audience a, a general synopsis of what it is and why it's safe. Because yes. there is a lot of misinformation out there yes, regarding that. there's a lot that. of misconception. Bioidentical hormones is plant-based. So chemically speaking, it's going to be made the same as we produce as humans. So it's different than synthetic hormones, which is made out of animals, horses, you know. Which was the, the therapies way which they, back then. Exactly, decades before. And those are the ones linked with, you know, different problems such as tumors, strokes, heart attacks, blood clots, and so forth. So the idea is that these are plant-based, chemically the same as what we produce. And there are different modalities depending on what we're looking for. It's not only, again, estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone. There is the pregnenolone, which is the precursor, and linked with dementia. So pregnenolone is the mother of the sex hormones, and we can test Pregnenolone. We can make it compounded. So pregnenolone, DHEA, which is important also for the metabolism, yes. it helps for weight control. Mm -hmm. It's another anabolic. So we do check a, a DHEA. We check cortisol, right? So we check also cortisol. As I was saying, mm -hmm. is actually what it's going to do the domino effects. If cortisol is imbalanced, then all the sex hormones also will be imbalanced. So for the bioidentical hormones, when we do treat a patient, it's number one, do the full testing. Mm -hmm. And we do blood and saliva sometimes. So we need to verify, confirm what we're looking. And then we start the treatment. Either they can do a patch or they can do a cream or they can do a pellet. So it's different modal modalities or they can do auto versions, capsules. It all depends. But that's where the functional doctor will guide you depending on, you know, your social, your lifestyle, because it's not the same like someone that is doing hot yoga or any, you know, sweating exercise daily that they're going to put a patch, the patch is going to fall off. So I always personalize based on my patient. Or if they don't want to do anything, they just want to have a pellet, which is just a little like rice grain, 
uh, mm -hmm. that is going to, you know, be releasing the hormone. We little put it under the skin and that is going to be helping for the hormones. So that's another modality. So it all depends on the person, but there are many different modalities of treatment. And the good thing is that it's safe and you can do it for the rest of their life, which is, is a question that I always get from my patients. Doctor, but if I'm, you know, taking this, how long do I need to take it? I'm like, as long as you want to feel good, as long as you want to preserve yes. healthy longevity, then do it. There is really no limit to a start. The earlier you do it, the better. There is really no limit to a stop. Correct. I think this is important. And now your practice is here in Fort Lauderdale. Yes. We live in Florida and, and basically your client base is in the surrounded area. So all of the information related to your practice, your mm -hmm. website, we're going to be linking below all of the information of Dr. Faride Ramos for you to find it. Now I think you have exciting news to share with us for those that are out of state. Yes. And please tell us a little bit about it. Yes. So I, I created a sister program, a sister practice, uh, which is still, is still my baby, uh, <laughs> but it's growing like any baby. That's great. <laughs> so it's to do the same that I'm doing in my, in my physical location in Fort Lauderdale. Functional So medicine. bringing it, functional medicine to people that they are in different states, such as Georgia, uh, Illinois, Pennsylvania, and Virginia. And even if you're in Florida and you cannot come because you are north or you're to south or whatever, it is a condition and you want to do everything virtual. So that's what it is. It's the convenience of not coming to my location. It's just seen by uh, functional doctors at your home or work or wherever you are and having everything shipped to you. Starting from testing, so we can make it all happen. You know, we can test. We can test either the saliva, the blood, uh, if it's a stool test, if it's a breath test, whatever is a test, we'll just bring it home. We'll send it to you directly. So how that works? I, I am in Georgia. Yes. And I happen to listen Claudia and Dr. Farid Ramos in Expresso Health and Wellness Podcast. I want to go to your website and I call. Yes. What happened then? Yes. You you get in a you schedule a consultation with you, you get in a consultation, virtual consultation with, with yeah. that with that patient, and then from there. Yes. So uh, number one, you visit the website, which is mm -hmm. www.alphagenics.com. That is the sister practice. That's the one that is all virtual. And there you're going to see, okay, do I want to test? Let's say if you're the patient, do I want to test myself? I want to order a kit and see where my hormones are or how is my GI tract or how is my sleep? So for all the different programs, which are eight different programs, sexual dysfunction, hormone imbalance, sleep, fatigue, nutrition, weight control, uh, immune system. Uh, those are the ones that are going to help you with. There is an eighth one, uh, fatigue, I already said it. So it's all of them. You're going to see each of those that you can test at home. So we'll send you the kit and or you can become a member. So let's say you said, okay, I really know that I do have hormone imbalances. I don't need to take the test. So I just want to become a member right away. So you just get into the membership programs and then we put everything together. So that means that the next step is to take a consultation with a functional doctor and it's going to be virtually, it's going to be a video, uh, a conference, and then we're going to go through all the history. We're going to review uh, testing that you had before, and then we'll come up with a personalized plan. Whatever it is that you need, we'll put it all together and then we'll ship it to you. That's the third step. Personalized shipment and it's going to come to you and then you can stay there for six months, for a year, whatever it is. There is no attachment. There is, you know, nothing that is going to make you stay longer or shorter on, in time. But obviously, it's, 
it's good. It's optimal at least for six months that you can try the membership and that is going to help to optimize whatever it is that we're looking for to optimize. That is great. So for somebody that, for example, needs support on the nutritional uh, aspect, yes. then they can join uh, Alphagenics and then you're going to provide that super, that personalized treatment, treatment. protocols and follow-ups, and follow-ups for that specific person needs. Exactly, exactly. Okay, that is great. Congratulations. Thank you. It's a great idea. And I think a lot of our listeners are going to benefit from Alphagenics, are going to benefit from the information that we shared today. I think this has been an amazing session with a lot of good information and protocols and awakening. This is what we want. We want to intrigue people Mm -hmm. to understand that we are in control. Correct. And there are many tools available for us to improve our state of health. That's right. So for that, Dr. Farida, thank you so much for being with us today. We hope to have you again. Thank you. Here at Espresso. Yes. We want to have you for other exciting topics of conversation. And if you're listening right now, and, and if you're seeing this video in YouTube on other uh, platforms and you want to know more about a specific topic, just write the comments below. Let us know what would you like us to get more in deep with Dr. Farideh Ramos. We would love to have her here again. So thank you very much, doctor. Thank you. And remember you out there, until the next time, health is wealth for the body, mind, and soul. Take care. Thank you very much for listening. And if you like the information that we shared with you today, please subscribe to the Express Soul Health and Wellness podcast and follow us in the social media outlets of your choice. Until next time, please remember, health is wealth for the body, mind and soul.